It's, uh, first of all, it's a real joy to be back among friendly family faces. And uh, my purpose in, in asking to speak this morning was to uh, express my profound gratitude, uh, not only to you, but even more so to our Lord and Savior, for, for everything he has done. So my message is one of gratitude, and I have one more thing, of course, for which I must express gratitude. And, uh, you know, about, about the loss of Susan's mother, who was 90 years old. And what I'm so grateful for is the fact, uh, with somewhat a sense of amazement, that, first of all, who other than a loving, kind, compassionate God would leave uh, my, but mostly my wife's, final memory to be the time when we went to her 90th birthday in April, who first of all moved us to go there, and then led us to celebrate with her, and the, the final memory that my wife has of her mother is when we left her nursing home room with uh, her family around her, we had to leave that day, surrounded by her happy 90th birthday balloons, and her cards and her gifts, and uh, a radiant smile on her face that would light up the sky. Who, uh, who else, other than a compassionate, gracious God, would wait to take my mother-in-law from this earth until I could be home to at least support my wife? That, to me, in, in my books, that is not a coincidence. Uh, my mother-in-law could have been taken four or five days ago and I was in the hospital. Yesterday was a very hectic day, mostly for Susan. I could do a little bit to help her mostly to help to sustain her emotionally. And for me, I have also pronounced such a gratitude to God for that. Now, uh, my main reason uh, other than that was to uh, express the uh, sense of wonder and amazement at the experience I went through. I initially thought I would uh, say I had an amazing 10 or 11 days in hospital, but I thought somebody might escort me out of the hospital and get my med checked or something. So, <laughs> but uh, earlier this week, uh, before I was released and, uh, and Tim came to see me, uh, I told him, I said, Tim, I, if I'm able to come Sunday, which I think I am, I, I need to have some time to speak to the congregation. And uh, I felt so strongly that I needed to, uh, that if I hadn't, I would be almost offending or deeply saddening the moment. That's how strong I felt about it. Um, about two, week, two weeks ago today, I went to the hospital uh, early morning. Susan and I went. And uh, we went to the emergency department. And uh, uh, they checked me in pretty quickly. There was nobody around. And we went into the big room where they had various patients and monitors and what have you, and spent a good part of the day there and trying to figure out what the heck was wrong. And uh, they took a lot of tests. And, uh, and uh, the uh, internist, who was a marvelous, kind man, as well as very competent, uh, he had a feeling something uh, pretty bad was afoot. He, uh, he couldn't reach the specialist. I think he determined it was lungs at that time. And he just went ahead with uh, a start to treatment. And uh, I spent the day sitting there and uh, giving various kinds of specimens and coughing and so on. But uh, 
at any rate, uh, that night, uh, they moved me into a next uh, little room, kind of an observation room, and uh, uh, they didn't know about my autoimmune system, so they had people put on what I call hazmat suits. I don't think that's what that kind of <laughs> And uh, uh, I was uh, uh, taken in there, and Susan was with me, and I think uh, Alexander came. So we spent a little while together, and uh, Susan uh, and Alexander eventually went home because it was the end of the day and uh, they were pretty tired. And uh, so then, then I was alone and it had been a pretty hectic day in that big room. And uh, I was uh, struck by the quietness of the place, of course, and, uh, and uh, I knew uh, immediately I had to call on, uh, on something very important, our Lord. Um, uh, for some reason, the only had the, the only prayer I had to him was I needed to, to have some scripture to sustain me. Uh, so I asked for that. Uh, I became a Christian uh, maybe 12 years ago, and for that I had a debt of gratitude to this church's congregation. And uh, for me, it was a gradual process. When I came to uh, New Glass Christian Church, I had a notion of who God was. And I even knew he was, uh, I knew the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. But I think that's about as far as it went. I had no concept of a relationship with Jesus Christ, or that uh, Jesus was the way. So over the coming couple, or three years maybe, forget which, I came to learn a lot about this very special relationship that we can have with, with Jesus Christ if we accept the offer of his forgiveness. Um, at some point in time, uh, I was getting pretty close to knowing that I needed to make this commitment, and uh, it, it took an Alpha course for me to do that. You've heard Tim mention Alpha from time to time? That was what made me turn the band. So I, I committed myself to Jesus, and uh, I became very, very enthusiastic about what this was about. Uh, my enthusiasm didn't take the form of talking to a lot of people, but I truly wanted to know what was in this book. I read it like crazy. And uh, it seemed that every book had a marvelous quotation that became my favorite until I got to the next one. But there's one quotation which, uh, one piece of scripture, probably among others, but probably this one that stuck in my mind, it was uh, Ephesians 3.20. Now, glory be to God, by his mighty power within us, he's able to accomplish infinitely more than we've ever dared to ask for hope. And that's the scripture that came to mind in that room that night. And that helped me a great deal. And from there, of course, I came to realize that, yes, this is a wonderful, wonderful gift, but there's something else that's almost part and parcel of that in this kind of uh, difficult situation and, and that is the gift of God's peace and uh, I can say that surely God gave me that gift of peace that night which which sustained me throughout the rest of the week I, I came to know I, I don't know how you would define it it's, it says in scripture it's a peace unlike anything this world can offer if I would attempt to summarize it for me it's that uh, through God all things are possible somewhere in Matthew or Romans 8.28, 
God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called together according to his purpose. So, shortly, probably the next morning, I forget, I was, I was transferred to another ward, kind of a somewhat regular ward. I was in isolation. And uh, uh, over the course of the next day or so, I got to uh, talk with the doctors, of course, and and they told me this, uh, it, was, it was and is serious. It's, it's not to be trifled with. Uh, that you would be taking some uh, uh, fairly strong medication for the next six months or more. Uh, and uh, I would say my reaction is that it's, it's one of concern, but, but not of worry. I think it's a distinction because I knew that uh, it uh, was and is in God's hands. So that, uh, that very much helped me and continues to, to help me. Because truly, truly, it is in God's hands if we trust Him. Uh, it would seem that God, however, was, was not finished with me. You remember the opening line of Ephesians 3.20, Now glory be to God. Uh, I started to hear a voice. And uh, I'm not sure you would first even call it a whisper. It wasn't loud and jarring. It was a fairly firm voice. It was, uh, how are you going to glorify me? How are you going to glorify me? What are you, do what are you doing to glorify me? So, uh, I don't know how to summarize my reaction to that. It was... Uh, oddly, it wasn't a shock. Uh, it's just something that came to me through the Spirit. So, uh, it certainly wasn't for me to formulate a plan as to how I was going to do this. Uh, it, just, it just seemed to, to happen. Over the next uh, day or two, whatever it was, I uh, met with the doctors and other specialists and experts. And it was determined I needed to have, I think it's called a bronchioscope, something like that, Carol? They put it down your bronchial tube and, and they look, have a look at the, the lungs, they, there's a light, and I think they were going to take a couple of biopsies. So, uh, that was just one of many procedures you go through in the hospital. They're very thorough. I have a tremendous respect for what they did. So uh, the next day, uh, probably a couple of days after, I went down to the scope. And all, all the while, I was aware of what God was saying to me, what he said to me. How are you going to glorify me? Now, I... I, I I was not in a panic about that, but I was paying attention. But I knew the spirit was there. So on the uh, on the day, I was brought down to the room where they were going to brought to, to do the, the procedure. Uh, before that, I was in a side room, and the nurse was there. She was prepping me and telling me what was going to be done. I was going to be put under, thankfully. Uh, and uh, she sort of went away, and I realized I had to pray because there's something I needed to be doing. So I prayed. 
And then a few minutes later, I was uh, wheeled in on the gurney, whatever it is, to the room where they were going to do the procedure. And uh, all the nurses came in and, and the fellow specialist. And uh, I tell you, sometimes God puts you in situations that are actually quite numerous and funny. Because there were probably five or six nurses and the, the doctor. And I must say, I was thinking about it afterwards. It was like a scene out of the Peter Sellers movie, and I love Lucy. I don't know, just wrapped all together in one. Uh, the nurses were all talking. They all had their jobs. They were all talking at once and uh, to each other. And uh, it was very funny. Uh, even I was getting into the act. I was making cracks about the nurses' hair, beer, and we were just sort of back and forth. And I was, I was on the gurney, like, uh, I think I was a Peter Sellers character. <laughs> uh, I was lifting my head once in a while and saying something. But at any rate, there was still something that had to be done because I knew I was called upon to do it. Uh, so this, I call it organized din, went on for, for maybe a few minutes. So uh, finally I lifted myself up in one elbow and the surgeon at the end of the tip, not the surgeon, he wasn't a surgeon, a specialist. He, he saw that, he sort of sensed me, yes, sort of said tentatively, yes. So I was up in my arm and uh, and uh, everything stopped instantly. And uh, I, I just looked around the table and I said, I, I want to thank you so much for being here to help me today, for all of the expertise and the caring that you bring. But I want you to know that there's someone with you now who is the greatest healer the world has ever known, and his name is Jesus Christ. So needless to say, the silence continued. And, and all this happened very quickly. And the, the last thing I remember was that uh, the surgeon, not the surgeon, the specialist at the end of the table, he had his mask on. And he had a very kind, he was a very kindly man, a very kind face. He had his mask on, and he was smiling and shaking his head vigorously. And as I think about it, truly, I don't know whether he was saying, thank you, brother, uh, for that, or someone please turn up the gas. I, I, I don't know that. And... Uh, what I, what I know is uh, at that instant, uh, I was out. So they might have been ready or not. I was gone. And uh, from that point on until I got to my room, I had, uh, I had absolutely no concept of time. If, if any of you had walked into the room and told me it was a week later, I would have believed you. That I had no concept of coming to or seeing a nurse and being wheeled back to the room, I was back in my room. So I think what I'm saying is I had no sense of the reaction of those people to what they heard. Uh, but uh, that is in the Spirit's hand. I don't need to know that. I, I believe that uh, I did what God asked me to do. <coughs> and that, that is part of uh, 
what he expects of us as a loving God, that we bring great glory to him and, and ultimately to ourselves, great blessings to ourselves when we, when we do that sort of thing when we call upon my God. So that, that uh, would be a pretty hard act to follow. And throughout the rest of my time at the hospital, there were, there were lesser blessings, but blessings nevertheless. Uh, I was walking around the hallway, and I became aware of a, a familiar voice in the background, and she happens to be someone on the board of Canoe Cove, so I kind of waited until she finished visiting, and she came to our room and talked and prayed. And I learned that the man she was... Uh, talking with was her, I think, ex-brother-in-law or some such thing, and that he was going to be going to palliative care, and uh, that he was not a, he was a non-believer. So I, I don't have his name with me, but that's something else God gave me. And he gives us all of us that we can pray for this man, that he may come to know Jesus before he leaves this world. And uh, closer to the end, I, I had a, a, a deeply moving uh, chat with with another person over coffee, and I'm uh, I'm over sixty, and uh, I, I guess I've been around the block at least once. And this this man told me stories of his life that I have never heard before, and that I do not believe could be written by the best fiction writer in the world. He told me a couple stories. Just mind-blowing uh, profundity. Just that God loves us so much that He will He will save us in so many ways if we allow Him. Uh, and before I close, the other thing I want to say that I learned from this experience that I knew, but I learned in a new, special way, and it's something that I love so much about this word is its honesty. It, it never tells us that life is going to be a bed of roses. Life is, is full of challenges. But that through it all, if we accept the, the, the love of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and trust Him, He will sustain us through it. And I'm going to close by just reading a bit of uh, 1 Peter, which I find so very hopeful, so very hopeful, and I think we all need to hear it. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord, from 1 Peter. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord, Jesus Christ. It is by his great mercy that we have been born again, because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Now we live with great expectation that a priceless inheritance, an inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. And through your faith, God is protecting you by his power until you receive this salvation which is ready to be revealed on the last day for all to see. So be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead, even though you have to endure many trials for a while. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold, though your faith is far more precious than your gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, 
bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. May you be blessed by his word. Just have a seat there, Ken. Right, just stay there. Oh, right here. Right here. Sit here. <laughs> I think we're going to pray for, for Ken and for Susan. And uh, it's interesting, Ken, that that scripture from 1 Peter is actually the words that I used in, in Art's funeral. Really? The exact quote. Um, and it was uh, interesting that God would uh, bring that to mind as you were struggling through a health issue. And uh, Linda and the family were struggling through grief. And that's uh, really kind of uh, speaks to what God wants to be <laughs> for us. Essentially, He just wants to be with us. Through the victories and the defeats and the life that we need, He wants to be our all in all. So, let's pray. Lord, I thank you for this word from Ken. I thank you, Lord, for the work that you're doing in his life and the work that you have done even in his physical body. We pray that you would continue to work out your healing in his body. We thank you, Lord, for the lessons that he's learned through this experience. And uh, we thank you that he was able to share them. We pray for a blessing on Susan today. She's uh, probably pretty well close to Toronto, if not in Toronto already, and that she will be with her brother, and they will be able to honor her mom in a fitting way. And I pray, Lord, that uh, you would comfort this, this family. Lord, uh, I see Linda and, and Marsha here with the boys. And we continue to pray as a church family for your comfort and your peace, an overwhelming sense of your presence with them. Lord, we're, we're mindful that little Liam, Mary's grandson, is, is having surgery this week for his hernias. And just a little, little guy and we commit him to you and pray, Lord, that you would be at work in his body and that you would bring healing to him as well. We thank you, Lord, for the great news uh, and the great celebration of Mal and Jackson's marriage yesterday. I thank you, Lord, that they're so committed to you and want you to be the center of their relationship, the center of their marriage. Lord, I just pray that they would always hold on to that. So, Lord, we thank you. We praise you. We honor you. You are so worthy of our praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.